Welcome to another episode of Chat and Chill with Super Hill. I am Superintendent Dr. Terrell Hill, and today I am with, I will say, my absolute favorite department in the entire district. I am sure I'm going to hear from people. I don't care. Um, But the music department at Windsor High School is the heart and soul of this district. A little history, when I was vice principal here at the high school, this is the department I came to to hide away during the day. Yep, I said that. I hid away in the music department. So um, if you wanted to find me, you knew I was going to be somewhere down here listening to some brass, some strings, or somebody sing. So this is the place that I want to be in Windsor High. So I'm so excited to have with us today our guest from the music department. We have Dr. Paul Pierce. Hello there. Tell them what you do, Dr. Pierce. I am the strings teacher here at uh, Windsor High School. I also teach elementary at JFK. I'm glad to be here. All right. Dr. Tracy White, I'm going to have to say it right now, the Dr. Tracy White. I can't even go out for a night on the town with my wife, dinner, you know, an event, a movie, a musical, anything without hearing about Dr. Tracy White. Can you get to Dr. White for me? Can you get Dr. White's kids to come sing? Can you, can you, can you? No, I can't. And if it was up to everyone in this country, Dr. White would have her kids singing all over the country. I don't know when she would come to work, but these kids would be on a national tour. So Dr. White, it is always good to see you. We got a long, long history. I won't go into that, but love me some Dr. White. Tell them what you do. Well, good afternoon. I am Dr. Tracy White. I am the choral director here at the Windsor High School. This is my 18th year here at the high school. <laughs> um, I teach gospel choir and chamber choir. I also teach music theory and music fundamentals, and I am happy to be here. Thank you. You teach gospel choir. That's what your choir is called, gospel choir? Well, the Teens of Praise gospel choir. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. I'm just saying. Because this, y'all need to understand, this is going around the country, the world. Mm-hmm. So people are going to hear this. And so the Teens of Praise gospel choir, yeah. the one people keep trying to book. And now we have, last but not least, Mr. Brandon Monroe, Windsor alum. He is bringing that HBCU vibe to Windsor High School, and I'm loving it. Mr. Monroe, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on, everybody? Brandon Monroe, director of bands here at Windsor High School. This is my third year here. Um, I direct the symphonic ensemble, jazz band, and the drum line. Uh, happy to be here this afternoon. I appreciate it. So could you each, and I don't care what order, uh, tell folks a little bit about Tracy. Well, Tracy already mentioned her 18 years. I'm, I'm feeling old. But tell people a little bit about your experience. If you have something other than education, like what got you to today? I'll start off then. I'm Dr. Pierce again, the orchestra. And one reason I want to start off is because we have our concert. Literally, the day we're doing this day in chat, and um, and so you're going to be able to see this on live stream if you miss our concert, and we want you to watch it. That's uh, really good. Now, how do I get to Windsor? Well, I, I'm a professional cellist. Uh, I went to uh, University of Cincinnati for my master's degree. Worked in an orchestra. wasn't making enough money as a you know basically a full time but really part time kind of job, and ended up started teaching through the back door as a substitute, and then they offered me a position. I, I did the sort of like an ARC program, uh, the alternative route, and um, over the years, you know, I came over here for a doctorate degree to Hartford and uh, have been working in Connecticut ever since. More specifically, though. My excitement about Windsor is I started 11 years ago at Oliver Ellsworth, and the student, my juniors right now in this orchestra were my first grade students. Oh, wow. 
So that's my one of my most. Ex- I love that because I've known these families for ten years, you know, and um, it's really paying dividends. So yes, that's why I'm here and love being in Windsor. I appreciate it. So for me, elementary school, first grade, my music teacher reached out to my parents and wanted to know, you know, where I was taking music lessons. And my mom was like, she's not taking music lessons. And so my music teacher said, well, she needs to start taking some music lessons because she's got something. And at that moment, my parents went out, looked into getting a piano and got me right away into playing piano. And so that was my music teacher, Shirley Wilson. I'll never forget her. Um, She's the one who got me into music. So started playing piano at age eight. Um, From there, I went to Bloomfield Schools, um, graduated, went to Hampton University, go Hampton, um, and was a, in the house. <laughs> was a piano music performance major, um, but I was also in the band. I played French horn. Um, so from there, went to University of Tennessee, got my degree in music education, and started teaching from there, started teaching in Hartford. Um, music uh, for four years, um, elementary music. And then I kind of felt like I needed a change. You know, I mastered the singing rounds and, uh, you know, um, that kind of thing. And that's when I, from there, came to um, the high school level and been here ever since, love what I do. Um, It's just been a great experience, opportunity um, being here. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I don't think we talked about this uh, this part of the story the last time we were on, but um, so as everybody pretty much knows, when I meet them, I'm like, oh, you went to school here, right? It's like, yeah, I'm from from Windsor. I went to Windsor High School. Um, I actually remember my freshman year of college. I also went to Hampton University, you know, our beloved home by the sea. But I came home from my freshman year, and um, I ran into Dr. Hill. We actually had lunch. We went to Duns River, and this wow. is when Dr. Hill was working in HR still. So we went to Duns River, you know, shooting the breeze, asked me, you know, what's your plans for after, you know, I was in music education, and um, he asked me if I was going to come back to Connecticut, and I said, absolutely not. (laughs) Joke's on me. Uh, Four years goes by, I'm in the gym, and I get a phone call from Dr. White. She asked me, what you doing right now? I'm like, I'm at the gym. What's going on? She's like, no, what are you doing for work? So I taught in Virginia before I came to Connecticut, but she told me that a position had opened up. She's like, you need to apply for it. I'm like, I got a job. I'm good. She's like, no, you need to apply for it. So I did, and um, then she called me like three weeks later, like, did you apply for that job? It's like, I, I did, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> so long story short, um, we ended back up in the place I never thought I'd be again, but this is home, and um, yeah, it's pretty pretty simple, back here, home. Here. Yeah. That's, so I like that story. Um, I think many of us have some similar experiences in life like that. Um, I'll just leave it. I won't go too spiritual right now, but I'll just say you're, you are where you're meant to be at that time and that manifestation, right? And when it's time for the next manifestation, then it happens. Uh, the frustration is when you want to be somewhere else, and, but you know you're supposed to be here, right? And so, and that's where um, you're going to do your best work when you're where you're supposed to be. Um, that's what I believe. I believe I've learned that in my career and in my life. When you're somewhere else, you may be where you want to be, but that's not the place where you're going to do your best. Uh, so we'll put that over there. All right. Music is a universal language, and your departments have been champions of diverse influencers. How do you weave cultural richness into your music programs, and why is diversity actually important to you? I was thinking about this just a minute ago. 
I'm really excited for this year because we have a, a Windsor alumni, Jonathan Rush, Ooh. who went to the Baltimore Symphony as the assistant um, associate conductor. This is high. We're talking the top tier of orchestras. And we have contracted him through the New England Music Festival, which I chair this year. And he is going to be our conductor. And we're having an all-black program of composers. And I've got five kids auditioning this Saturday, and I'm hoping to get two or three of them really in. I'd love to get all five, but, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to get in because it's New England. Right. Kids from all over the state. So I know this is sort of a stretch, but it's not just a – we do it not only in programming, but I want to promote – are fantastic students, and Jonathan is one of those people, as is his sister, uh, Joy. What was her stage name? Uh, Kimberly Joy. Yeah, Kimberly Joy, which you all know uh, being a semifinalist a few years ago on America's Got Talent. So just want to keep plugging, those were two Windsor alums. I want to say that loud and clear. <laughs> Windsor High School alums. They walked these halls. I told them, get to class. They sang down the halls after they left Miss White's class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Making noise all around the building. So I think one, one thing that I like doing, um, and the kids really look forward to it, is during Black History Month doing the tribute concerts. So we've done a tribute to Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. um, you know, Whitney Houston. We've done uh, Stevie Wonder, Motown, mm-hmm. Night of the 90s, The Cotton Club. So just letting the kids really learn more about music. You know, they, they're constantly saying, oh, what about the 2000s? What about, you know, the music of today? Well, okay, we, we, we know about the music of today, but what about where the music came from? So them learning about where music has come from, just, you know, those those times. And, um, you know, paying tribute to those people who paved the way for the music of today. So they really got into it, you know, researching those particular artists and the, the music of then, and then just, um, you know, performing their music. They really got into those uh, tribute concerts. So just, you know, every year during Black History Month doing that, um, I think is definitely very important um, each year as far as, um, you know, the culture aspect of music, so. And I can add that, um, when you talk about the diversity of it, just thinking, listening to you, Dr. White, um, all three of my daughters have been in your choirs, mm-hmm. so my last one's in there, just her last year. I'm gonna get emotional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this her last year. But my middle child, we were actually um, in Vermont a couple months ago, and we went to a karaoke event, mm-hmm. right? So I know my daughters can sing, right? I don't know where they got that from because they didn't get it from me. But they can sing. And so people in this place are watching. And so, you know, when my daughter Imani gets up and she sings first. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know what she's going to sing. We'll wait. And she starts singing a country song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like watching. And she is, she had a fan after that song too, by the way. <laughs> Followed her all night. But <laughs> I'm like, when she, and so when she said, I said, when you, I know you. She said, I like all music. She said, you know, like I really got into it. And I know you had to play a part in that, right? Like mm-hmm. being in your class and, you know, I've been there a thousand times, but the kids may think they like one thing, right? Especially, and I'll just say it in our black experience, right? We, we definitely catch gospel first, mm-hmm. right? But gospel music evolved mm-hmm. from a whole bunch of other, you know, we got field hollers, and I ain't gonna go through my whole history of music because I I can't sing, but I love music. Mm-hmm. So right, and people in the in the blues, so and country music is not white, right? So Correct. like people think that because this is how we market things. But if you're in the South or out West, 
a whole bunch of a diverse group of people listen to country music. So I just was amazed. My daughter was singing this song, and I'm like, I didn't even know the song, mm. but clearly everybody in that place knew the song up in Vermont. So they waiting for her to come back. Like, when your daughter coming back for karaoke? <laughs> I said, you got some uh, some some nights for some gigs up there, honey. But I knew, you know, I was just thinking to myself sitting there listening to my daughters. They went through the evening singing different songs, and I'm like, the one common experience is they've all sang for Dr. White. Mm-hmm. And just their confidence in this little town in Vermont. Like, don't know nobody there, and they like, give me the microphone. Uh, and they, they sang for about four hours. Wow. It was wow. daytime when we started, and it was definitely dark. And I'm like, wow. And every time I'm up there, the owner's like, when are your daughters coming back? I'm like, <laughs> they'll be back. But I, I want to thank you for that, right? And because mm-hmm. you open them up to a different experience. And I know also um, they love old Motown. Mm-hmm. And like, my daughter is really like, they know some old songs you would think children of today wouldn't even mm-hmm. think about. But like, do you say Supreme? They're like, okay, what you saying? Like, they know. And, you know, that experience is something that we don't think about when a, a student's taking a class, um, even with your classical music, if I go back to that, right? Like, it's not like you turn on a typical radio station and it's classical music playing, <laughs> right? And now, though, more than ever, I see so many um, violinists with that electric violin playing hip-hop, playing R&B, right? Like, doing everything. And I'm like, that's something I never saw or was told about growing up about the violin. I just assumed if you played the violin, you were, you know, trying to be, you know, like Beethoven or something or Bach or whatever. I was like, yeah, I don't listen to that. But now it's cool. Uh, well, I love the Black History uh, programs too. And one of the reasons why I like is because we get to play a lot of like movie charts or Michael Jackson, pop artists. Yeah. And you were just talking about how the violin, you know, you think of it violin being just classical. And my orchestra loves to play the classics, and they ask for it, and they they sincerely ask for it, which is awesome. But they were this concert tonight. We're doing electric violin for the first time. We're doing Carol the Bells, and we're doing a, a version of Lindsey Sterling on YouTube video, and we just literally they're and it's going to be electrifying. And so no the, pun intended. No pun. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we're trying to be get that diversity in the different cultures, and pop is one way. We can do it, and educationally throughout the country, we're embra- they're embracing more of this. You're getting a lot more Latino. We haven't had Latino before. We're getting a lot more of that, um, particularly over in Texas. It's it's, it's heading north, mm-hmm. and I've got a, a good friend, a colleague in Texas, that is sharing stuff with me. So it's good. And I hear more and more groups. Um, recently, I'm blanking on the last part, of it, but Sons of Something. We were at a fundraising dinner, my wife and I, a few weeks back, and they're from Florida two brothers and they play the electric violins and okay. oh my goodness they played everything they were taking requests they played reggae and soca and hip-hop and r&b country they did it all and i'm like we were just sitting there amazed just absolutely amazing and again what you're saying kids don't even know something that's really cool that they could be missing out on because you you kind of get a stereotype where you get fixated on something belonging to one genre or right. oh that's just for them and I like the fact you said, no, music is open to everyone. There's no one type of music that is meant for just someone. Mr. Monroe? Last month, we went to uh, East Hartford High School for our district PD. And um, in one of our sessions, we were sharing out about how do you select music for your ensemble. So everybody's gone pitching their ideas, you know, oh, well, this is what's standard in our district and blah, blah, blah. And so I shared something. I said, well, 
I pick music out based off of student reactions to when I play it for them. Because you have to understand when your ensemble is playing, you're performing for an audience. People might not know how to play music, but they understand if it's good or not. So if you're sitting in your seat and you start to dance, then you know the music is good. So that's how we're choosing music. So we're going to play anything from Charlie Parker to Charlie mm. Wilson, right? Some of y'all might get that reference. But you have to be able to play across genres and cultures in order to reach everybody in the audience. So I like that. Charlie Parker and Charlie Wilson. Remarkable events. From Teens of Praise Gospel Choir's performances at Cabe and I've heard y'all sing for like almost two decades now. Um, everywhere y'all sing, it's a hit, right? It's like, um, I'll even say it, we were at CABE the conference and you know there was a choir that sang the night before. And a different style of choir though, very mm -hmm. different style. So I wanna make that really clear. But um, I just know that they, they were singing, I don't, I don't know music like Dr. White obviously, so I don't know if it was a chamber kind of music, but it was much quieter mm -hmm. and so, um, the room had to be quiet to hear them. And uh, I remember telling folks, so my choir is going to be here tomorrow. The room ain't going to have to be quiet. They're going to take over the room, and y'all going to know they're there. And people were texting me. I didn't even get down there at the start. People were texting me and hit me up. They're like, this is your high school. Oh, my gosh. They got the whole room shook up. So when I walked in, people were just like, that's a high school choir? I'm like, yep, they are explosive. I'm like, yes, they are. Thank you. <laughs> now we just got to figure out a way to monetize their explosiveness because <laughs> everybody wants them. And I'm expecting that for all of our musical departments. Y'all should be able to fund everything with the talent here. Um, Ms. Monroe, you had the VIP experience at the Brick City HBCU Classic. So I'm going to want you guys to talk about your experiences. It doesn't have to be cave, Dr. Way. Um, it doesn't have to be Brick City, but I think that's new, so I'd like to hear more about that. And, you know, uh, Dr. Pierce, share what, what something that we may not all know that your students have done or where they perform and some places you would like them to go and what they would like to do. You already shared you're trying something new with the electric violin. I like that. That's something I didn't expect. So now I'm trying to figure out how to shift this policy meeting tonight even faster. I know. <laughs> so I was like, I gotta go. I don't feel good. But <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug on that electric violin. We actually put in a grant to the WEF, WEF Foundation, hoping that we might be able to get a grant for one. And in the future, we want to build at least a quartet or quintet of instruments for these kids to use. And we're also talking about district wide. Like instead of having just the actual electric instruments for the high school, the younger kids would have the plug-ins, the little attachables. Oh, okay. So they start to get used and put on a small little instrument, and you like have acoustic a, guitar. Yeah, you like, like exactly, okay. exactly. So you and it's less expensive and can be moved around quickly from student to student versus a violin. That's okay, but the high school they need the real instrument. So that's something we're working on, and we're hoping the WEF might be able to start us that direction. We'll see if we get the grant. Are those um, expensive? They're about fifteen hundred a piece. They're not cheap. That's not bad. At all. It's not bad though. It's not. Um, well, another thing we're doing that we're that because this is such a good group this year, I have a lot of kids who want to step to be solos. You see that a lot in the teens of praise. Okay, they're they're always selling jazz band, orchestra kids are pretty. They don't. Uh, they're not the their limelight. But we're this year. I've had more and more kids with the talent that have actually said yes. So do it, and so. For tonight's concert, we're featuring uh, uh, the number one orchestra player in the state on violin, uh, a ninth grader. 
a Windsor perfect, kid. A Windsor kid. Um, yes, um, uh, Edward Glidden, ninth grader. He got a perfect score at Northern Region audition on the Accolade uh, Violin Concerto, which is basically a college-level piece. I'll be cheering sound. Yeah, you better be. He's he's. So and our orchestra is backing him up. The orchestra parts obviously are, are, are not as difficult as the, the, the virtuoso, but it's real kudos to them. And then we're featuring all four violas on a viola concerto. They're all could do a group concerto. I brought in a violist from Sage Park to play the orchestra part while they do the solo so that, that their orchestra is still covered, um, which is really exciting. Um, gives him good exposure. Um, and then uh, the cellos. I've got four cellos that are going to do a, a group solo. And, and not just one movement, they're doing two movements. So we're really, this is a new, usually, you know, your solos you are in the spring. You see his face. He's like <laughs> a giddy little kid right now. I am. You gotta I am. come see it. You gotta come for real. So I'm really enjoying looking at Dr. Pierce's face because he caught me in another building earlier today and I was like, okay, I better get there because, you know, he is definitely excited. So... Now you're going to have me lying to the board about getting out of a meeting some kind of way, but I definitely want to make it. So Thank save you. that electric violin, please, to later. Give me a little time. You so, got it. Uh, we got, I'm glad you grabbed it because I was going to go to Mr. Monroe. I didn't want him to fall asleep on me and not like that. <laughs> like, yeah, so, bunch, so he getting left out. We're going to bring him to the adults table. Go ahead, bro. So <laughs> Appreciate that, Doc. So we're talking about experiences here. Um, and like Dr. Pierce had just stated, you know, that's what we want to provide to our students. So. I was uh, glad we had the opportunity to take um, our band to New Jersey uh, mm -hmm. earlier this school year. Back in September, I think we went to the Brick City Classic. And that was, I think, everybody's first HBCU band experience. So we went there. Hampton was playing Grambling State. The game wasn't that good. But when the band started playing, those kids act like it was Christmas time. And that's really what it was like. Um, you know, I've got some videos and pictures. They're doing what the symbols are doing in the stands. And they didn't know it, but they got a chance to go and talk to the band afterwards. So that was really cool. Um, and my goal for this year on top of our recruitment and retention was to provide experiences to our musicians, our student musicians, so they can see where they could be in the future. They could see that college can pay for them um, to pay to play is what I call it. You know, if you continue with your instrument and you don't just have the options here in Connecticut, you don't have to stay here. You can go elsewhere. And again, they will pay you to play. So stick with it and go out and experience everything that the world has to offer. Anything with them? And I'll tell you this, like if this if you guys feel like you're like piling on for each other, then you could just give me the look like, nah, we good. We covered it. But Well, no. You know, if you want to shake, go. I you will know, add. So I don't want you to feel like you're being forced to talk about something because no. I'm gonna talk about you either way. <laughs> well, I think for the the choral department, it would be nice if we're able to I mean we've in the past we've attended a Broadway show, but they do offer um, opportunities for the students to be able to have workshops with some of the artists who are in there. And we mm -hmm. do. We have had a number of Windsor students who have been on Broadway since they've graduated, mm -hmm. who have been, um, you know, who have had the opportunity to be in, in Broadway shows. But it would be nice for them to have that experience of being able to go and have, you know, backstage um, access to work with, um, you know, a workshop or that kind of thing. But... Yeah. Can I tell you how Dr. White is big time? So a $1,500 electric violin. $1,500 is going to get me the bus to New York. So, so we're going to be doing some fundraisers. Anybody uh -huh. there? If y'all yes. want to like be a blessing 
yes. <laughs> to the choir. Please do, by all means. But again, I, I'm joking. <laughs> but I am always looking for ways to uh, make it possible for students to have the experiences because that's that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. If you continue to teach, or I, let me just say it this way, I believe the most uh, or the least impactful kind of teaching is the kind of teaching that occurs between bells in the building, in the classroom. I don't care what your subject is. If you can't connect what they're doing with the world that we live in, then I think you're losing a big piece of what you're trying to do as a teacher. Um, Dr. Pierce has already talked about his holiday performance about six times, so he will not be addressing this one at all. But if Dr. White, Ms. Monroe, you want to share, are you, you guys going to have holiday performances? Would you like to share you know, some information to get people excited and... Yes. You know, give them to come out. So our winter choral concert will be on next Thursday at 7 o'clock in the Windsor Auditorium, Windsor High School Auditorium. And we have our Teens of Praise Gospel Choir, our Chamber Choir will also be featured. We have combined choirs. They'll be doing some selections as well as our senior spotlights. So that's something that we've been doing for the past couple of years where seniors who have been in the choral department for the past three and four years have the opportunity to pick a song of their choice and sing um, sing that song um, to the audience there. So they will be doing that. And then we are asking for those people that attend if they would bring a canned good to help benefit the Windsor Food Bank. So that will be a nice thing for the community to help out with. So that will be next Thursday at 7 o'clock. It's December 14th. I just want to make sure it's just, since December 14th. Yep, December okay. 14th at 7 o'clock. Thank you. And if you all would like to come and hear the sounds of our Windsor High School Jazz Ensemble and Symphonic Ensemble, our concert is Thursday, December 21st at 7 p.m. here at Windsor High School. So don't be trying to go on vacation real quick, y'all. So we got our strings tonight, right, December 7th. We have our choral um, show on December 14th. That's next Thursday. And then the following Thursday, we have our band instruments playing on the 21st. So nobody leaves for the break early. Come support all three if you can. All right. Now let's move on to, you know, talk about something Dr. White mentioned early on in her introduction. So you guys teach our students um, in your various areas of music. Um, So I got to imagine teaching like anything else to me is very personal. And typically there's a bond that's built. So what are the bonds that you guys have seen in your career? I know, Mr. Monroe, your, your career is a little shorter, but let's start with you because you see the bonds already. So tell me, and, and why are those important? Absolutely. Well, I first talk about um, the importance of being in an ensemble, right? The whole thing, that whole foundation is built on doing things together, right? You can't be a band, you can't be a choir, you can't be an orchestra by yourself. So first things first, we need to have some type of relationship, some type of bonding experience. So not only did we do the Brick City Classic, but before that this summer we did a ropes course um, up in uh, stores. Yes, we did the ropes course. um, And it was really for our freshmen to come and get acclimated and get comfortable with some of the upperclassmen and our senior leadership. So that's where it starts, you know, building those bonds with the students amongst themselves and also teacher to student. Um, Yesterday we had a white elephant uh, Christmas gathering here in the band room. So kids exchange gifts and that just shows that they've built this bond throughout this semester that they're comfortable. You know, each of them came up here in the front of the room, they picked a gift and they opened it up. So it was really cool. Um, but in order for us to get to 
where we're trying to get to musically, they have to be comfortable with themselves. They have to be comfortable with being themselves in front of their peers. And then they have to have those relationships to know that they can count on the person next to them. They can count on their teacher um, to support them, whether it's music related or other. Uh, so I think it's just very crucial that we spend time to build those bonds and utilize those SEL strategies, whether you're reading from a script or you just know that you know that you know that, hey, we don't need to be doing music right now. We need to be focusing on, you know, getting to know each other a little bit better. So. All right. And I'll say I'll go to Dr. White next. Dr. White, so you, you've been here in Windsor the longest. So your bonds are incredible um <clears throat> i might ask you to add it back or anything like that but i know in the past you've at your big shows you have always invited alums on the uh -huh. stage and i know we are breaking all kind of fire code on that stage at that time <laughs> so if you guys don't know it her alums and i already told you two of my daughters are some alums they act like is their concert <laughs> when they come is not their concert it's the students who go to school but Talk about how you build those bonds with kids. And you have some of the, if not the largest classes in the entire high school. Mm -hmm. So and some, let me add this too, because this is important <laughs> because I'm usually saying this to folks when I talk about music departments. I'm like, they have very large classes and many of them are dealing with kids that some of the other teachers can't deal with. Right. So, so what a teacher will claim is difficult. And actually, so they just added another student to my gospel, so I'm up to 70 now. In December. Then. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but yeah, so relationship building is definitely important because um, the kids understand that I'm always there for them. So I even have former students who reach out, they need a letter of recommendation. Um, you know, I've gotten invitations to weddings, baby showers, that kind of thing. So it's just lifelong you know, bonding. Um, it's kind of weird hearing them call me Tracy, you know, so, and sometimes they'll say Tracy, but then say, no, nah, I'm going to call you Dr. White. But, um, you know, but it's just important that you build that relationship in the classroom mm -hmm. and then they understand that, that you're there for them so that when they do leave, they still continue to be a bond. You know, they, you know, be relationship wise, you know, be close to you. Um, but yeah, it's it's important. And um, with my alumni, so my ten year mark, we I had them come back and we did like a alumni concert where they sang on the concert with the current students. If I'm still here, two years, it'll be the twenty year mark. <laughs> That'd be a concert. And, yeah, and That'd so they already know like ones ones who I run into. I'm like you know continue getting your voice together because twenty year mark, you'll come back. We'll do another alumni concert. But, you know, it's just a great, you know, family. We family oriented. Um, you know, when they come home from breaks, they come in, they want to say hi. They speak to the current students about their, you know, their, um, you know, current situation in high school. I mean, in college. Um, so it's just a, a great experience um, for, you know, building relationships. And I know a lot of students, um, like I said, uh, Dr. Pierce, so I'll ask you in a second. But I've watched um, Dr. White over these years, and a lot of students go off to some great musical schools too. And you know, uh, Dr. Pierce already mentioned Ms. Rush, but we have a lot of students who leave Windsor High School and go out there and do amazing things in the world of music. And that's all, again, that's a big point of pride. When I can turn on the radio and know that one of my former students from Windsor High who walked this hallway back here, we're in the music wing, um, in one form or another of our music department, they utilize those skills to go out there and not only, you know, bring some 
excitement to the world and touch the soul of the world, but make a living off of it, mm -hmm. right? It's it's really nice. It's really you see their name on someone's CD, like produced and mm -hmm. you know, wow, right? I, I, I they're just amazing to me. So I, I just know the bonds, and I've seen it when those kids come back to sing. It, it's crazy. That might be a concert we have to take to, you know, downtown Hartford somewhere. And make some money off of that one. As long as y'all are paying, you know, <laughs> we're gonna make other people pay. Don't worry. <laughs> that's pretty how you 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 didn't just do it in Windsor. I, I know. So you've seen those bonds, and even here, you already mentioned earlier, you got some ten-year uh, veterans now here in the district. Exactly. So I did mention that. So I, I'm one of the most unique positions in the district because I do see them. I've seen them all the way. I still do. Mm -hmm. I teach at JFK and here. So that's that's my main thing. I have the family bonds there, but there's another. There, and then you've mentioned also on the alumni, and absolutely, it's also interesting. Not only do you go to, go to the music schools and in some of the best orchestras. I mean, uh, one of my former students is the concert master of Minneapolis Symphony, for example. I have a, another person that's that's uh, in New York New York Philharmonic. Okay, I'm not in any of those orchestras, but they are. Okay, and I watch them, and I Facebook them, and those kind of things, and that's wonderful. But equally as important, these kids are going out in the world in uh, aeronautics, working for SpaceX. I have students that do that. Mm -hmm. uh, working for Apple, the the big, you know, the 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 Fang companies, or you know, the big seven or whatever, they're doing that too. And there are students from here, so they're they're getting it. They're learning to think out of the box. That's what we and we talk about project learning. That's what we are. We're about the concert, about having something to show for. Does it sound like you said? The, the audience may not even know what the magic is. They just know they really liked it. Right. They liked it. Disney. Why is Disney what it is? Everyone wants to go to Disney because it's just magical. Except Dr. Hill because it's expensive. But. You know? <laughs> and, and one last connection, just I don't want to leave this out. This high school music department, we are also bonded. We have different generations located. All four of us are different generations. Yeah. Okay, different, totally different backgrounds. You guys went to Hampton. I got that. But anyway. <laughs> but no. But for the fun of it, I really like that we work together and we 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 hit we sounding sounding boards for each other, uh, and that means a lot. That really means a lot. So I think that's another special thing is that the, this district has supported, like you say, the gospel choir. That's my hideout. When I finish my class, yeah. I listen to the gospel choir as I'm doing my notes. That's, hey, look, I, I wish they were down the hall many days, trust me, because I go out in the hallway of my office, there ain't nothing in the hallway but problems. So I'm like, you know, can I talk to you for a minute? Nope, click. <laughs> I would love to be able to run down the hall to the gospel. But something you just said triggered me. I want to make sure we shout out uh, Mr. Gary Nolan. Yes, sir. So I want to, because I, I'm making gestures that you guys can't see when I say this hallway here, um, but the, the fourth section is our, our um, technical music, right? So everybody believe they going to be the next Puffy or, you know, Swizz Beats or something. So I've listened to those kids for two decades as well. And again, many of them come out of that room. At the time, the teacher was uh, Mickey Dufek. But um, Gary is one of his uh, disciples, so to speak, and Absolutely. we were blessed to hire him here at Windsor. So he's home, and he's continuing that legacy. And, again, those students do amazing things. So I just wanted to make sure I shout out, shouted out uh, Mr. Gary Nolan. And he also supports his colleagues with the technical pieces as they do their uh, various concerts and shows. 
as well. So this last one, uh, Dr. Pierce, you started to touch on it. So I'll let Dr. White start in case you come up with a new idea. And if not, you don't have to have anything else to it. But we're going to wrap it with this one. But life, less, life lessons from music. So music, you know, I'm probably going to have her play it like, music makes you lose control. That's the song that's been going through my head the whole time. Let's go now. Let's go. So, yeah, you might have to play that with this because that's all I've been hearing in my head. But music touches the soul. You play music, like you said, Dr. Pierce, you don't even know what it is that's being played, right? You don't know the piece. You don't know what concerto it is. Is that 17 or number six? I don't know. But it's moving me. It's yes. doing something, right? And I believe music is all spiritual. Like, so it, it hits you differently, right? You remember where you were when a song played, what emotion you had. Like, you might remember the date and the time. So that's how powerful it is. What life lessons do you want your students to take once they leave Dr. White's classes? Because they're not all going to make it to, you know, you know, The Voice or America's Got Talent or, you know, they're not going to go into music. So mm-hmm. what, is the, what are the overall lessons you want them to learn? So I just, I just want my students to be just lovers of music, just to have a respect for all types of music, be lovers of music. Um, like I said to the Connections class, what, what type of world would, would we have if there was no music? You know, the world would be flat without music. Oh, no, that's a music thing. Um, <laughs> but just, just to have a, a major appreciation for music. Um, no, you may not be the next Beyonce. No, you know, you may not be the next Usher, but just have an appreciation for the music and just have a respect for it. And just, you know, know it, just understand it, love it. And just, you know, it builds confidence just being able to get up. Not just, you know, the sing like when we do the karaoke on Fridays, it helps to build your confidence. So just to be able to get in front of people to speak. Um, but just to, just to overall, just to be a lover of music. That's what okay. I want them to have. Thank you. And I'll jump on the appreciation aspect. Um, you know, find your why. And then work for it. You know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody can't Absolutely. do what we do. Um, and, and just if you're going to be here, just put in, put in the work. There's going to be some days that are easier than others. But if you're not working hard at your craft, it's not going to get any better. And I tell my kids, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. There's no stagnation. You start to regress. So if you're going to be here and you're going to participate in the fun activities that we're going to provide to you, because that's what we do here at Windsor, we make sure we give experiences, Mm -hmm. you have to work because we want to put together a product that's going to not only put the school, the district, but your family on the map. So just work for for what you want. Okay. I'm going to say old man, I'm going to say that. (laughs) Anything else you want to add or you think it's all been said? It's all good. I want my students to Go for it, whatever their choice in career is, because they have a palette that's deep. And the music has helped them develop that palette. And they may not realize it. I didn't realize some of the palette that I had until I was 40 years old. And I started to realize that people would hire me outside of music. If I didn't want, I'm here because I, do, I like what I do. Mm-hmm. But I, I finally realized I actually could do maybe three or five other kind of jobs, occupations. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. So I want them to know, go for it. So, look, I appreciate you guys, seriously. And I want to say I've been inspired for years uh, by this department. Um, I want to thank Ms. Monroe for turning me on to um, 
a, a former Windsor student. Uh, I am actually taking saxophone lessons Woo! with, with uh, Mr. Ben Levesque, who is now a UConn alum, but he's at the Hart School of Music. So when he comes to my house to do my lessons, like, you know, even I don't think I sound great yet, but I'm just so proud every time he comes to my house because I'm like, just a Windsor kid, and I'm getting lessons from a Windsor kid. So, because you guys know how I feel about Windsor. And as I say at the end of every show, I don't know what you think you know about Windsor, but now you know. Sounds.com.